Thanks for tuning in today. I'm Dr. Nick, the incrementalist. Join me as I seek out the small incremental changes being applied in other industries that we can learn from and that can be applied in healthcare. Can these changes bring immediate value, but also add up to the big improvements and revolution we need in healthcare? Come along with me to explore the possibilities. My innovative guests from around the globe have used small incremental improvements to achieve their moonshot. And today, I'm delighted to be joined by Jeff Ruby. He's the founder and CEO of Newtopia. Jeff, thanks for joining me today. It's wonderful to be here, Dr. Nick. Thank you for having me. So uh, if you would, uh, share us uh, a little bit of the background to your story and how you arrived at this point in your career um, and Newtopia. Sure, I would characterize myself as a, as a bit of an ac accidental uh, health innovation uh, person. Um, I didn't start out in this direction. Uh, I did a JD MBA and thought I was heading toward a career in uh, corporate law of all things and found myself fairly miserable in that vocational choice. In the same week that I chose to resign and find something to do, something to do found me. It was a call from my dad who'd been diagnosed with abdominal cancer at 54. And it was really his experience was my awakening to this realization that you know, what we call healthcare often doesn't have a lot to do with keeping healthy people healthy and has much more to do with managing uh, illness as it comes, much more of a sick care system. And uh, I was struck by that through his experience. And then the next major aha moment came sitting in the oncologist's office with him. My dad's first question was, you know, doc, how did I get this? And I'll never forget the oncologist responding with, you know, Mr. Ruby, a lot of this has to do with some unlucky genes and your lifestyle choices, which in that moment, I have to admit, I wasn't sure I understood what he meant, um, but I certainly knew that I may share some of those unlucky genes and may not understand what healthy lifestyle, lifestyle choices mean for me uh, to avoid sitting in that chair. And so that's led me on a 20-year odyssey now of four startups, um, all trying to understand the genetic equation, the lifestyle equation, and, and more importantly, how can healthcare be more about keeping healthy people healthy as a first instance, both for the benefit of individuals and ultimately for the benefit of health insurers who are financially responsible for those individuals. And I think there's a win-win-win here, and I, I'm really striving to find it. You know, it's uh, first of all, sorry to hear about your, your dad. I, I think that's always a challenge, you know, for any son or daughter when their parent, uh, you know, suffers disease. I've certainly been through that experience and, you know, helping them navigate that is one of the special challenges that I think children have uh, and and struggle with. And even as a physician, that was a challenge uh, for, for myself. So I can fully sort of appreciate the, the difficulties of that. But you started out by saying, you know, that he wanted to know where it had come from. And, you know, it's a contribution of a number of factors. And, you know, obviously, you share some genes with your parents, as as we all do. Um, that was a contribution, but there was also lifestyle. But that was a little bit of a mystery. Tell us a little bit about your exploration of that and, and what you discovered along the way. Well, I really, yeah, I, I think um, in many ways where what I've been exploring and in, in, uh, in many ways what we're applying at Utopia is, you know, of course, this concept that human health is has got a genetic contribution. Of course, there's a social determinant contribution. And then there's the choices we make each and every day. And um, what I've discovered is that there's a lot of power identifying 
um, you know, within the best of science and evidence, um, some of the genetic understanding and, and genetic engagement um, that can help to shape those lifestyle decisions that we make, understanding that they're probably by far the most um, important considerations, especially when it comes to chronic diseases like uh, obesity or type 2 diabetes or cardiovascular disease, which are largely lifestyle driven. There's, of course, a genetic contribution, um, but it's been that can we arm individuals with an understanding on the genetic side to help motivate um, and in many ways inspire the right kind of lifestyle choices? That, that's been uh, the formula that uh, I've largely been seeing, um, and it's been quite powerful uh, in the arms of our participants who are experiencing some some pretty significant whole health changes as a result. Yeah, and, and the other thing that you talked about was this wellness versus sickness uh, or sick care, and I, I think that's entirely right. Our healthcare system has been a sick care system. I, I, in, in historical context, that was because that's what we knew. We've now sort of expanded this. We now understand that, you know, those lifestyle changes can impact. I mean, as I go back through my career, you know, I recall being told that 95% of the genome was junk and, you know, the balance of it was, you know, contribution. And I also remember hearing very vividly, you are a, a, a function of your genes. And that's very much not true. We understand that, at least I do. And I think, you know, generally that's the case. So we've got lots of opportunity to change, but there is this overwhelming pressure that exists for humanity. And, you know, I, I boil it down to the hunter-gatherer impact of thousands of years of living in this world where we had very few calories. And now we're in a circumstance where we've got lots and many of them are not good. But our programming, our pr preferences to pile in because the body says, well, I don't know when this is going to come up. So you're, you're essentially combating something that is extraordinarily difficult because of the sort of innate programming. How are you approaching that? Well, so, I, and I would just, um, look, I, I would just say, and I say with a massive amount of uh, humility and deference that I think our you know, healthcare practitioners, physicians like yourself, healthcare workers, health systems, um, brilliant, fantastic, best in the world, um, but yet haven't had the focus on the human behavior change, the habit change, and the primary prevention side. And, and I think um, that's where Newtopia is trying to come in as an adjunct. Uh, in addition, it's not one or the other. I, I think it's both. And, and what we've been trying to do is really be there from an inspiration uh, perspective. You're right. The massive forces that you've just described uh, are very much present. And I, and I oftentimes you know, say it feels like humans are in a bit of a casino, um, you know, where you've got um, you've got the nutrition and lousy nutrition interests. You've got uh, more and more immobility um, and, and more and more distraction from screens and social media. Uh, you know, tearing away at our attention to be outdoors and having mental health impacts. And unfortunately, the casino is winning. Um, and, and Newtopia is trying to be a counterbalance force to that. Um, and it's not an easy one, but it's by betting on the individual and arming them with the right confidence, the right inspiration, and trying to tap into that intrinsic motivation for them whatever that may be, 
Uh, and it's something that's being done, it has to be done one on one. It's not something, it's not a course that can be taught. Uh, and it's not something that can be, uh, I, I believe, algorithmically applied you know, just through an app. Uh, but I think by tapping into that intrinsic motivation and, and by um, really learning about an individual genetically, socially, behaviorally, there's an opportunity to really uh, focus in on incremental habit change, small, tiny changes uh, that um, effectively make the individual their, their, their engine of success. They become a snowball. Uh, and that's what we're really here to uh, create. Well, of course, you're singing my song. So I, I, we're, we're going to be in violent agreement about those incremental changes. So th thank you for that. I, I, I absolutely concur with that. Tell us a little bit about what Newtopia does and how you go about it. Yeah, sure. I mean, at a, at a high level, you know, Newtopia is a, a habit change company that's you know, working with health insurers today, uh, whether they be self-insured employers or whether they be uh, private health plans for fully insured populations or you know, Medicare Advantage populations. Um, and together, we're looking to prevent, reverse, and slow uh, chronic disease. We're looking to impact the cost of healthcare by doing so. Uh, and in many ways, we're trying to, through these relationships we create, help steer individuals to potentially filling some gaps in care or to impacting some quality metrics, which ultimately impact uh, the health insurers' uh, bottom line as well. What we're doing is, is becoming students uh, of each individual at risk. And by being students, we are um, looking to learn about each individual um, socially from a social determinant perspective, behaviorally from a personality, motivation, and readiness to change perspective. And where we've really done something novel is on the genetic side. Uh, we've pioneered an area we call genetic engagement, which is not using genes to identify ancestry. It's not about disease risk, plenty of those opportunities out there, but it's really trying to answer two fundamental questions for each individual. The first, have they inherited factors from mom and dad that could be impacting their weight and lifestyle, namely so they can stop blaming themselves? Because Dr. Nick, I believe that a lot of that blame that goes on, that shaming and blaming is, is, is a huge inhibitor for building confidence in, in having, you know, building new habits, right? If you shut down and believe there's nothing you can do, um, then you know, good luck trying to change someone's behavior. But this, this idea that it's not your fault is really powerful. And it leads to the second question we're trying to answer, which is how do we arm each individual with a greater sense of control over what to do about it? Effectively, how do we shape the macro recommendations in nutrition in exercise, in mental and emotional uh, well-being, based on those genetic results, all within evidence and guidelines, to get the most amount of buy-in to why we should do it in the first place. Again, how did the genes impact the lifestyle choices? And so, with that learning underway, we then design, um, you know, this habit change framework. It's all virtual, uh, and there are a number of different components. There's a human component. There's technology. Uh, there's the right wearable and wireless sensors, the right gaming, and the right social health communities, but all built one by one by one. It's not a curriculum. We're not teaching a course. Um, and in so doing, each Newtopian's experience is different. And the aim is that at the end of 12 months of that hyper-personalized engagement, we want to see positive improvements to key physical risk factors, things like waist circumference or BMI, blood pressure, blood glucose, triglycerides, cholesterol, we want to see key improvements to mental health risk factors like anxiety, depression, sleep, and resilience. 
And we as a business go at risk uh, for those outcomes as a performance-based partner. So if we don't deliver them, we don't charge or we don't get paid. Um, and, um, and ultimately that's really what uh, Newtopia is uh, doing to combat um, this habit change and prevent reverse and slow chronic disease. So for those of you just joining, I'm Dr. Nick, the incrementalist. Today I'm talking to Jeff Ruby. He's the founder and CEO of Newtopia. We were just talking about the personalization of um, uh, interaction and actually quite a unique approach to genetic, I, I, I think I'm right in saying testing, that says, let's find fault in those genes, which, you know, I haven't heard that concept, but it makes a lot of sense. You know, it's it, you're right. It is nice to apportion blame to something that you can't control. And, you know, that's contributory. I think an awful lot of people feel, um, in many respects, hopeless. I mean, you see this time and again. We saw, you know, a big expansion of this, I think, through the pandemic. As you think about your experience, you've been at this for a long time. Obviously, um, I, I'm guessing that you, like the rest of the world, didn't predict this pandemic coming. Um, but it arrived. What was the impact and what did you see in your um, uh, your domain? Yeah, I think it's um, there have been two sides. Um, I think the pandemic in many ways highlighted the real challenge and risk of that at-risk period. Um, you know, in many ways in the sick care system, um, you, you generally have a focus on that 10 to 15% of the population with a diagnosed or diagnosable disease. And then the remaining um, group are sort of floating out there somewhere between worried well to at risk to you know, going over the disease cliff. And I think the pandemic has helped to really focus on that 80% of the population at risk. I mean, when you think about it, aside from age, that group was the most impacted from a health and a cost perspective. You know, the, the staggering statistic from the CDC, you know, was that, you know, of the roughly American, excuse me, a million Americans who have passed away uh, horribly from the, you know, from the COVID pandemic, 400,000, roughly 40% had type 2 diabetes. It's a staggering number uh, for a chronic disease that shouldn't exist uh, today, you know, largely due to our lifestyle. And so I think in many ways, um, there's been that uh, shaping of the focus on at risk. But the second side is, I think the pandemic has also created a whole lot more risk. When you think about the multiple years we've now spent distancing in some way or shape or form, uh, probably eating in a worse fashion, maybe not being as active and with massive mental and emotional uh, stress that continues today with burnout and great resign and all of the um, cor corollary elements. That's just creating more risk. And so for employers or for populations of uh, insurers, uh, you know, that's the tinder for even greater um, physical and emotional risk factors. And I, unfortunately, I think it's going to unleash a rather large tidal wave of more and more chronic disease in its wake. Yeah, I, I, I think that's absolutely right. And, you know, we, we have to find a way of changing that trajectory um, and what I like about this approach is the, the personalization of it. But at the same time, it, it gives me pause because as I think about personalization, that typically adds time, cost, additional sort of impact in terms of being able to do that. And, you know, you described it almost as building blocks. Are you able to do this and make it 
widely available and economical? So that, I mean, really that's been the art here. And, and uh, you know, we describe ourselves as a, a tech-enabled habit change company. There's a, there's a lot of fantastic technologists and technology that enable that personalization so that it can be delivered uh, both at scale um, and, uh, and, and effectively to larger and larger populations. You know, today we're servicing uh, some of the largest employer populations and insurer populations in the United States. Uh, and uh, we continue to be very excited about these partnerships and to continue to grow into them. And we've been constantly investing um, in more and more technology that will enable this handoff between the best of human and the best of digital, understanding that at its core, um, I believe humans respond to humans and change uh, in response to humans. So there must be a human component to it. But um, once that trust and that confidence is built in one another, as we've all seen, few of us are having phone conversations with our friends and loved ones. There's a lot more texting going on once the trust is built. There's a lot more um, shorter burst you know, communications. We too can mimic and do mimic that um, and you know, offer more group dynamics as well. So um, yes, you know, I guess the answer is I do. Uh, we've built a platform by which we can scale and offer you know, economics to make it affordable for the health insurer, uh, very valuable to the um, participants, and ultimately for us at risk, I mean, there's a, a really viable business and a business model here as well. As, as you create a economic model um, that you know, starts to deliver this personalization, what are your input? I mean, how are you gathering the information to know what the habits are to change? What is what is your process to play intervention? How do you garner people's attention through all this? Because I, I don't know about you, but I feel like everybody's clamoring for my attention and it's hard to pay attention to the things that are important. And this is important, right? Very much so. And uh, it, it took a little bit of time to think this through. What we're leveraging on the front end are risk identifiers that are being used today by health insurers you know, throughout the US. And so those could be as part of benefits as, a, as a, an employee or as a member of a plan. Uh, individuals may be participating in a biometric test on a voluntary basis or a health risk assessment, or there may be some claims data analysis going on with the health insurer, uh, or they could be using a, a CDC-based risk screener. And what Newtopia is doing is um, we are leveraging those data sources that are in you know, place today to help identify the roughly 80% of the population who've got elevated risks. But the most important part is, while it's important for us to understand that individual's at risk, what we're playing on is the timing when that individual at risk understands both the risk factor, but what it means. And so the, the notion that, uh-oh, I'm heading toward a heart attack or a stroke or the development of type 2 diabetes or a musculoskeletal injury or maybe a serious mental health disorder, we want to play at that moment of concern with an opportunity to do something about it. And that's generally um, where our engagement begins and where our conversion begins um, in either the employer or the plan setting. And then once we've converted that individual at risk to a Newtopia participant, our learning begins. And so we're using a couple tools to be able to draw out the social determinant background, the personality motivation readiness to change, 
And of course, we're using a, just a simple saliva-based genetic test um, to evaluate the genetic engagement portion. And so that really helps to inform that starting point. And, and then along the way, we've now built a very powerful engine whereby each of our participants is matched to a member of our team called an inspirator. Those are really coaches with superpowers at Utopia. And so between the ongoing communication with the inspirator and participants and all of the metadata that we're collecting uh, through the interaction with our platform, uh, we're able to assess changes and we're able to make dynamic changes ourselves to the recommendations around habits and nutrition, exercise, and mental and emotional well-being. So it's it's a very dynamic process uh, with inputs uh, coming, but it, we're constantly refreshing those inputs so that we can remain dynamically uh, relevant uh, to the individual. And it's probably why we have some of the highest engagement rates uh, in the industry, bar none, uh, over you know what is sometimes five plus years of engagements on our platform. So as you look back, you've obviously managed to tease out the elements of success, what what drives that engagement. I think, you know, amongst all of the things that you talk about, they're all important, but actually getting people to to act on information to me feels like the sort of core foundation what have you found to be the sort of key elements to affecting that change? Because you've obviously found a pathway to this. What, what's it? What, what have been the sort of learning points through that uh, experience? I think um, in many ways, it's um, meeting an individual on their journey when this is going to be meaningful to them is very important. So getting that timing right, I'd say, is a, is a very big lesson learned. Um, and also, a second lesson is doing it in partnership with an organization that really has the best interest of their employees or members at heart, where you know, we're not offered a hunting license, but we're offered a partnership um, where together, the employer in Newtopia or the plan in Newtopia are really um, for the best interest of the individual and, of course, the economics of the health plan or the employer um, working together as partners, those I'd say would probably be the two biggest learnings uh, of what um, you know, conditions for success uh, look like. And then the last would be once we have that uh, insight, it's, it's tapping into that intrinsic motivation, right? It, it's extrinsic, uh, rewards are important, but ultimately tapping into someone's why and then building very incrementally and, and ultimately making them the engine of their success always back to that intrinsic motivation, I would say that's the, the ultimate formula. So I, clearly important. I think we can both agree we're going to see much, much more of this. I, I mean, there's no question that the impact of this pandemic, both clinically, but also mentally and, you know, all the sort of downstream effects are going to be huge. Um, so tremendously important. What are you excited about? What's What, what does the future hold for you um, as you look forward and, and, you know, continue to sort of add to the platform and the capabilities? No, I, I'm, uh, I'm, both, I'm both terrified and excited by where we are in and around risk. And, and I think there's uh, an awareness that staying the current course, they, there's, and there's only so much percentage of GDP um, that we can keep investing here. And I'm seeing more and more innovators turn to looking for prevention and at risk, um, whereas in the past it was a nice to have, I think it's becoming much more of a must have um, these days. And, and I'm excited about that 
shifting from the Newtopia standpoint, um, we've we've really just we're just about to stand a, a brand new engagement platform up, um, which is bringing the very best of engagement technology, communication technology, nudge technology, um, you know, video and group dynamics together. And I think it's going to really help um, take what we're already doing to the very next level, both for the benefit of individuals, for the health plans who are you know, our partners, and, and for Newtopia. So that that th those would be where I'm I'm excited the most about. Well, I, I like that. I, I always try and end on the positive, but you know, I'm, I'm with you. There's a little bit of terrified elements in all of this, but that's what drives some of the change. I think it's, you know, helped push us in the right direction. I think, you know, I, I have to be optimistic that whilst we're going to see all of this, there are pathways and, you know, affecting this change and being able to not just answer your father's question after the fact, but to be able to have influenced it so that it, maybe he never asked that question ultimately would be, you know, a prime sort of goal. Unfortunately, as we do each week, we've uh, run out of time. So it just remains for me uh, to thank you, Jeff, for joining me on the show. Thanks for joining me. A uh, real pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me and uh, hearing uh, out our Newtopia concept. Thanks for joining me today. Do you have any better ideas or have you found a small incremental change that's brought about a big improvement in your world? Let's continue the conversation on our hashtag, The Incrementalist, or share with me at DrNick1 on Twitter. You can find more information about the show on our program page at healthcarenowradio.com. And tune in next time to hear my discussions with leaders and innovators from around the globe who've revolutionized their space by using small incremental improvements to achieve their moonshot. I'm Dr. Nick, The Incrementalist, and I'm starting a revolution through evolution. Evolution.